It's HSK Today, a weekly in-depth look at the Henderson Silver Knights and the AHL with your host, Brian McCormick. And here we go, live from Tucson, Arizona. Brian McCormick here with you. This is HSK Today. Brian McCormick here, you there. Damon Cotton is on the other side of the glass as we work the night shift and talk some horse hockey for the next hour, taking up to our guys in the desert and for the Henderson Silver Knights. They have had a very good month of March, and now we turn the calendar over to April. They'll look to keep on going and maintain their spot atop the AHL standing. So jam-packed afternoon that we have for you today. Of course, lots to talk about with the Silver Knights win last night over the Tucson Roadrunners, in which Logan Thompson faced heavy fire throughout the night, and not only did he hold up throughout the evening. He also uh, won himself some hardware in the process as he has been named the AHL's goaltender of the month as of this morning. We'll talk about that and also the Silver Knights debut of Cody Glass who was assigned to the Silver Knights earlier in the week and uh, certainly showed Silver Knights fans uh, what he's capable of doing at the AHL level as he looks to climb his way back to Vegas. So we'll talk about those two. We'll talk. We'll hear from Manny Viveros, his uh, comments from last night on Cody Glass's performance. A couple of guests on the show today as the formerly known as the Henderson Event Center that's currently under construction, the future home of the Henderson Silver Knights, was christened the Dollar Loan Center this week. And we'll have Chuck Brennan, the founder and CEO of Dollar Loan Center, to come on and talk about the naming rights agreement and the partnership between DLC and HSK. We'll also hear from Rookie defenseman Zach Hayes, who signed his first NHL contract earlier this week. Zach has been a bit banged up over the last couple of games, but certainly a day-to-day situation for him, and that gives him a little bit of time to sit down and talk about his early pro experiences with us. And we uh, I'd be remiss if I don't mention, it is April 1st. It is April Fool's Day. Uh, Damanda, do you, uh, do you celebrate, or is this a more reserved holiday for you? I do not celebrate. I am the one who gets taken advantage of. One time in high school, oh, I was paying for a guy's lunch. Well, oh no, I'm I here. I can tell you. I'm oh, there. Here. He is. I'm sorry. I was no, going to. Okay. Was... Are you are you are you an April Fool's enthusiast? No, I'm the one who gets the planks parade on. I was one time in high school. I paid for a guy's lunch for like a week because they said he lost his job. And after like two weeks, they were like, "You idiot! He didn't. He never lost his job. Why are you still paying for his meals?" I was like, "I just felt bad." I might try that this week, see if the players take uh, take pity on me. But I'll tell you what, Damon, for no, there's absolutely no question that hockey players are pranksters. They enjoy uh, pulling a joke here and there, and that includes uh, earlier today. Jermaine Lowen came onto the ice, uh, and it looked like his visor for his helmet looked like a car's windshield. They switched the visor to give him something that uh, didn't only protect his eyes and his nose, but his chin as well. So uh, the April Fool's spirit is... Uh, strong and and uh, thriving here in tucson and on that note we did decide it would be good to catch up with some of the players and find out well what are some of their favorite pranks to play there are some classics so later in the show we'll hear the uh the whimsical fun prank pulling side of our henderson silver knights but getting on to last night the silver knights 3-1 winners against the tucson roadrunners they really did just kind of i think embody and exemplify what the silver knights have been on the road this season which is you know, when you when you play on the road, you expect that record perhaps to dip a little bit below the home record. Not not an automatic rule, but it's not uncommon that teams are a little bit better at home than they are on the road. And what you do on the road is when you have your A game, you expect to win. When you don't have your A game, you hope you can grab a handful of them, but you don't always expect to come out on top. This year, the Silver Knights, when they don't have their best stuff on the road, that's usually when if they're going to get a win, and very often they have gotten a win, 
it's because someone steps up and is the individual difference maker. Just to give you a bit of a background, the Silver Knights now 7-2 and two through their first nine road games this season. We're reaching the midpoint of the road schedule. Well, last night it was uh, Cody Glass, Logan Thompson, and Lucas Elvinus. Cody Glass with two points in his Silver Knights debut, including a highlight reel goal, and Logan Thompson standing on his head throughout the evening uh, to make 44 saves, a career best for Logan Thompson. And for, again, for the Silver Knights, a little flat yesterday, but but I think we're going to have to start preparing ourselves at this point of the year that the Silver Knights sitting at the top of the standings, you're going to see everybody's best. Every team, if they've got one win or 11 wins, every team is gearing up when you come to town to, to take a shot at the, at the King, to take a shot at the team that's sitting atop the pile. And we saw that last night from a Tucson team that, that frankly has mightily struggled. Mightily struggled. Two wins in their last 13 games after last night's result and now winless in their last four. But they put 45 shots on goal. The team that came into the game third to last in the league offensively put up 45 shots. And for the Silver Knights, again, it took a little bit of uh, adjusting, I think, for them to get their legs going. And then in the third period, a lot of penalty killing. They were shorthanded eight times, and that's certainly not something that they want to make a habit of either. But they withstood it. The penalty kill was strong, but the strongest of the night was Logan Thompson. 44 saves, a career high. And uh, it did not go unnoticed. I actually mentioned this at uh, during the postgame show last night just to show a, a little bit of my uh, my predictive powers. Logan Thompson finishes the month of March with a 6-1 and record, a 1.86 goals against average, and 9.50 save percentage. And I said last night, while well, he was the goaltender of the month for uh, February, it's hard to imagine that he won't at least be in the conversation for March. While well, he was absolutely in the conversation for March, he is the goaltender of the month in the American Hockey League for the second consecutive month. And just for a little bit of, uh, of background or, or context, He's the first goaltender to win twice in the same year since Alex Nedeljkovic of the Charlotte Checkers. That was two seasons ago. That's not that long of a run. It's not. It's not overly uncommon for a goaltender to win twice in one year. But you know, it's it's uh, it's it's certainly an achievement to to be recognized twice, especially when it's a, an award that they give on the basis of statistics. But at the same time, I'm sure they're they're interested in giving it to different faces and not the same guy over and over. More impressive is that for Thompson, he wins it in back-to-back months. And he's the first to do that since Michael Hutchinson in November and December of 2017. So Logan Thompson has been one of the top storylines for the Silver Knights all season long. And if you look at his season statistics now, 10 wins, that's tied for the league lead. He has a 947 save percentage. That leads the league. And he's second in the AHL in goals against average for the season at 1.84. That's behind Zach Bucalli, but he's played 300 more minutes than Zach Bucalli. So... Hands down, impossible to deny that Logan Thompson has been the best goaltender in the American Hockey League so far this season. And although he's been the best goaltender in the league so far this season, he still remains humble as we caught up with Logan Thompson earlier today. Um, I mean, obviously, it's always nice to be recognized. Um, but I think just I'm more focused on getting two points every night with the team. I'll set up the goal uh, highlight. Happy we're, uh, we're still getting wins. And I'm just you know, I'm very fortunate to still be here and, and playing every day. And I say, it the same, like, I say the same thing all the time. I'm just very happy to be here and going to uh, continue working hard and, and keep pushing myself. And Logan Thompson's done it with a, a tremendous battle level. That's probably been the most significant part of his uh, his success this season has been the fact he just hates giving up goals. Even if it's in practice, you'll see him flopping around Dominic Hasek style. There's never a shot that Logan Thompson gives up on, uh, and that ser- serves him well because he's seen plenty of shots this season. 
back-to-back 40-save wins for Thompson yesterday and Saturday against the Colorado Eagles. Well, Cody Glass made his debut last night, and he did it in, well, highlight real fashion, including his goal that gave the Silver Knights a 3-1 lead. Now an outlet pass as Glass out to the neutral zone, two on two. Cody Glass between his own legs to the backhand, scores! Cody Glass with an absolute beauty between his own legs to the backhand, off the post and in. The Silver Knights have a 3-1 lead. And that was Cody Glass uh, late in the second period, the last minute of the second period, giving the Silver Knights a 3-1 lead. That's what the final would be. But Manny Viveros spoke before the game, and he reiterated it after the game, that Cody Glass has come down with the right attitude, uh, a bit of a chip on his shoulder perhaps, as he wants to play in the NHL, everyone does, and he's going to work his way back there. But for the Silver Knights, he's had the right attitude, and he's allowed Manny Viveros to use him in all situations. No, I thought it was outstanding. You know, his attitude. Uh, you know, I, I talked with uh, uh, Cody this morning, and, um, you know, he just said, you know, obviously he's, he's upset or not happy with, with coming down. But uh, on the other side, he said to me, he says, I'm coming down here with a purpose to try to get back to the National Hockey League as quick as possible. It's a time for him to come down and improve and get, and get a lot of ice time. And, uh, you know, we certainly get, are going to play him, and we did tonight in all situations. It was good for him. It's, it's, there's absolutely nothing wrong for him to come down here right now and, and get that playing time uh, that, uh, that he needs. Uh, don't forget, he's a, he's a young man here with a, obviously a great future ahead of him here too but sometimes it's just good to get back and put in all these types of situations uh to get uh, his game back i'm not saying his game was bad before but it's just to, to improve in some areas of his game you know like Cody does so many things well but like a lot of young players uh you know there's areas so many areas that you can improve on too so to pinpoint one in, in particular uh you know it, i you know i really don't want to you know say what it is but there's there's areas like like all the guys down here i need to improve on some areas or just or just fine-tune them uh to be a full-time nhl nhl all the time and you know Cody's one of those players that in in the golden knights want him to be one of those players when he's going we're going to play nash hockey for a number of years he can be put in all situations so i think a lot of it has to do with just getting the experience in those minutes those penalty kills those last minutes of the game uh important face-offs those type of things and that was Manny Viveros. And again, as we mentioned with, with Cody Glass, who had a goal and an assist last night, had an assist on his first shift of the game, forcing a turnover that eventually became the goal for Jimmy Schultz. He has a uh, a bit of a chip on his shoulder, I'm sure. And again, the great attitude. It's it's, it's uh, he, He's with the Silver Knights and, and happy to be playing games and, and making a difference. But every player wants to play in the National Hockey League, especially when you're a sixth overall pick. So Cody Glass is, is willing and ready to, to work his way back and to show what he needs to show. And I think this opportunity for him is just a great opportunity for him to play in all situations, as Manny Vivero said, but also in in prime roles. You know, top power play unit kind of mitts, top penalty kill kind of units, need him on the ice with a goal late. You know, those are, are roles that in the uh, National Hockey League level at the Vegas Golden Knights are going to go to your Pacioretty's and Marcia So's and Tucks. They're not necessarily going to go to a Cody Glass who has not found himself the, the role of an offensive mainstay in the league just yet. But I think there's value, too, for Glass when you look at a player who, as great as he's been at the AHL level, over the course of three seasons, it's been nine games plus playoffs, so it's not a huge sample size. This is still a player who has things you know, to prove and to demonstrate over the course of a larger portion of games. But 
nonetheless, if he's capable of dominating at the AHL level, if that's the kind of player he is at the AHL level, then it's good for him to do that too. It's good for him to come down, control hockey games, grow confidence not just in his own skill set, but his ability to come through in particular situations. Uh, and last night we saw Glass dominant on the ice and, and frankly, on a two-on-two situation against Jordan Schmaltz, another former first-round NHL draft pick in that sequence that led to his goal, uh, manhandled a, a veteran defenseman, really, uh, to give the Silver Knights a 3-1 lead. So Cody Glass showed a lot of good stuff last night. I'm sure exactly what Vegas management hoped to see from him uh, and quickly at that. And the Silver Knights look to get more from him in that same vein this week against Tucson as last night's win gave them six victories in their last seven. And already we're at the midway point of the season. Tomorrow night will be game number 20. Silver Knights firing on all cylinders. We will step aside, and when we come back, well, we'll hop on the phone lines and have our first interview of the afternoon as we catch up with Chuck Brennan, the founder and CEO of Dollar Loan Center. Cody Glass with an absolute beauty between his own legs to the backhand off the post and in. The Silver Knights have a 3-1 lead. What a goal through his own legs! Well, Dave Gosher might have done it better than I did, but that was Cody Glass with a highlight real goal last night. That gave the Silver Knights... A 3-1 lead. The Silver Knights hope there are many more moments like it for years to come at what was going to initially be called the Henderson Event Center, but this week was christened the Dollar Loan Center, and we are pleased to have Chuck Brennan, the founder and CEO of Dollar Loan Center, on the phone with us. Chuck, good afternoon, and thanks for hopping on with us. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, and we're definitely excited about the new Dollar Loan Center. Well, it had to be a great day the other day when the uh, the uh, announcement was made. And, and first off, I, I'd just like to know for, for you, Chuck, and for the company, you know, why was this something, uh, the, the Dollar Loan Center, that you guys wanted to get involved in? Well, we've been supporting the Knights since day one. We've been doing all kinds of different sponsorships with them, and we've been involved in everything Knights. And when this opportunity came up, it was just an absolute perfect fit. The venue is incredible. Uh, the, the play on words with the name being the Dollar Loan Center, our involvement with hockey, our love for Henderson and all the things we do at Henderson. I've had locations there for 20 years and have 30,000, 40,000 customers in Henderson. So the, the fit was just uh, over the top perfect. And I love the renderings. I love the name. And we fell in love with it right away. We, the toughest part was waiting this long to announce it. You know, we've been yeah. – uh, <laughs> We've we've been biting at the you know chomping at the bit rather to to get the word out and it's finally out and the the feedback from the the community has has been uh, over the top. We're uh, we're thrilled. We jumped in with both feet and we can't wait to open it. Now, Chuck, you had an opportunity to to view the construction site. Obviously, I had a chance to walk around too. And my feeling was it's almost like it's almost like getting a sneak peek at your Christmas gift only on the Fourth of July. It looks great, but you got to wait a while to play with it. Uh, th this arena is starting to take shape now, and uh, you, just your thoughts on, on the, the amenities and, and what's going into this building that fans are going to be able to enjoy because it's certainly not the kind of building that a lot of minor league hockey teams have at their disposal. Uh, th well, there's none. I mean, yeah. this, is, this is the first of a first to have this high tech of a building built for a minor league hockey team um, in itself is, is incredible. But, you know, it's going to be open in a year. So it's going to be open a lot sooner than people think. Every time I go over there, I can't believe the progress these guys are making. And it's, uh, 
first class, second to none, and to have them in there and all the other events we're going to have. Hockey's just 41 of, of the events each year, yeah. and we're looking to hopefully bring in other sporting events, um, concerts and, and community events and all types of things. We're hoping to have 125-plus events a year there and, and kind of turn this into the cool epicenter of Henderson. The location is just perfect there at Paseo Verde and, and Green Valley. To be able to walk Kitty Corner from the district and Green Valley Ranch and all the apartments that are over there, and it's really going to bring this, this awesome sense of community that's already there but with having their own arena right in there, especially this size, so it isn't something crazy big like, you know, Allegiant or, or T-Mobile. This is, this is a perfect uh, community-type rink. And, and to your point, uh, Chuck, we're talking to Chuck Brennan, the founder of Dollar Loan Center. As much as because we're the hockey team and, and, and it's, uh, you know, top of mind on the Henderson Silver Knights side as being the future home of the Henderson Silver Knights. It really is more than that. It's it's something for the town of Henderson that, that goes well beyond hockey. It is. And you'd ask about some of the amenities that are in there. It's I, I can't believe Bill Foley's vision with this facility, even with his, you know, two story six thousand square foot restaurant that's going to be in the plaza out front that's going to be there for everything from farmers markets to, you know, viewing parties to concerts. Everything about it, and we're on, we're talking over 80 acres of coolness, I like to call it, and <laughs> they've, they've designed it almost like a, a mini T-Mobile, and because of the technology changes just in the last few years, and this being, you know, frankly, the newest venue to open, they're in for a treat, and this team, from the locker rooms to the back end to the ice to the audio and video, everything is going to be just top-notch and perfect. And these fans are going to freak out when they get in there. N- nothing against the Orleans. It's, it's been a ball over there, and we've been at every game we've been able to uh, since they've allowed fans back in. And, you know, we've been fans of the Orleans Arena for a long time and done a lot of business there as Dollar Loan Center over the years. But to have this be their home and the new Dollar Loan Center Arena and, and open up is, is really going to be something else for an AHL team. We're with Chuck Brennan talking about the Dollar Loan Center, which will open for the Henderson Silver Knights for the 2022-23 season. Uh, Chuck, I'm a bit of a history nerd, or at least I like to try to be. And <laughs> as much as it's fun to talk about this brand spanking new arena that's going to be coming out with all of its new technologies and amenities, one of the things I think is another really cool jewel of this building is that it's going to be the new home of the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. And for any you know parents who have lived in the Southern Nevada area for a long time and have seen the, the growth, really the boom of Southern Nevada into a pro sports haven, there are a lot of great athletes who have come through this area, and they're going to have a home at the new Dollar Loan Center, and that's going to be really special. Not only is there a big history there already, we're just at the pinnacle of this. You know, with the, the Raiders coming in and the Golden Knights, there's going to be so many more sporting type situations here and to have a permanent home for that when the organization brought that up to me i fell in love with it immediately and said what can we do to help make that happen and we are going to have the best display and really try to honor these people and and also to have a venue to do their events in and the fundraisers and and just to exist with the hall of fame um throwing that in was literally you know, the whipped cream on the Sunday here. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, once once it got done, it's like, why weren't we talking about this before? But, you know, obviously it is done. And, 
and they're really excited about it. And everybody, uh, you know, everybody worked hard to put that together. And it's going to be on the main concourse, so everybody's going to have a, a great view and be able to walk right by and, and you know, see all the, the great sporting heroes that we've had in Nevada. Chuck, as we talk about this this building that's on the way, it, we, it's almost easy to forget only 20 games into the season just about how new this Henderson Silver Knights experiment is. Fans are still just getting to know this team. Has it been fun for you to watch how well the team has done over the first few uh, couple months of the season? And, again, you're basically watching this team grow up that's going to be moving into the building that bears your name. Is it, is it kind of fun to watch both happen simultaneously? It, it really is, and, and the cool part about it is how well they're doing. Who expects that? Just like when the, the Golden Knights come in and, you know, they're in the Stanley Cup the first, you know, season, it, it, the Silver Knights have been just killing it. And seeing the fans, although there's not a bunch, but at the Orleans Arena, they're getting into it. They're, they're digging it. They're kind of trained on hockey now, for lack of a better term. So seeing these guys just be born here and knowing that next season, well, September of 22, that they're going to be going into this other venue. I just see it as a, a massive long-term um, play with, with the team, with the venue, with Henderson, with all of that. And, and the fact that we're going to have that team to be able to call players up to the Golden Knights, it's, it's a dream come true to have that, that we can call a player up at 3 in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock game. It's, who would have thought, right, to, to be able to be in this position already? So – Hats off to the organization for getting that put together. Chuck, are you like me when when I walk through the building or you know the, the as it's going up, I kind of look around. It's like, all right, I'll sit there and I'll do my interviews here. And you know, you kind of try to <laughs> in your mind, you you have time machine forward and try to put yourself there. I don't know. Do you walk through and say, all right, well, the town crier will stand there, and this is where I'll have my pregame snack? Do you play that game? We did, and, you know, I hate to sound too, you know, fanatically crazy on that, but I've stood in our suite several times <laughs> uh, looking at the, the view that's there because the construction has moved along so well that we're able to see that. And totally, yeah, you know, here's where the, the people are going to enter and this entrance and that entrance and the plaza and where the restrooms are going to be and where the bars are going to be and and uh, that deck, the deck over top of the, the main entrance that overlooks the strip, it's just incredible. And to have, you know, the, the nice restaurant there that's going to be open every day and some of the, the catering events that are going to be there, it's full on. People are really going to be blown away. And the reason we got in it, honestly, you know, they did a great job of presenting it and, and we love hockey. But one of the real reasons is the price point. And let's face it, it's it's not cheap to go to a Knights game, right? Mm -hmm. So, this Silver Knights uh, arena, the price point is going to be just perfectly family-friendly, you know, the $20 range on tickets. And we all know that you can spend a couple hundred dollars on a ticket by the end of the day at, at the Golden Knights. So having it in our wheelhouse and in our price point and something our customers can enjoy and bring their families to and get the kids out there and, and all that, everything just meshed. I, I can't even believe not doing this deal at this point, to be honest with you. And, Chuck, we're talking to Chuck Brown, the CEO of Dollar Loan Center. Last question before we let you go. I have to think that part of this, too, is, you know, naming rights deals for arenas, it's a business transaction that, that companies do. But for, for you, you're a hockey fan and you're a Vegas sports fan, so you get to go through this really from a sports fan's perspective. And that, I imagine, just has to make the whole thing a lot of fun. 
It does. I love concerts. I love hockey. I love sporting events. It's, it's our passion as a family and as a company. And we started here. I started here 22 years ago with one location and, and one employee in a 400-square-foot office on East Sahara. That's a, a true story. Yeah. So my whole company has grown up in Vegas. And I never thought in a million years we would see something with the success of the Golden Knights organization to see Mr. Davis bring the Raiders here to bring the Silver Knights thing in is a sports fan. I've been a Raiders fan since I was 12, and I didn't know much about hockey until I became a fan of the Golden Knights. So as a sports fan and an arena junkie and, and concerts and events, I'm thrilled. This is a big commitment. This is the biggest thing I've ever done in business. It's a 22-year, very, very expensive deal. And we, you know, we put a lot of thought into doing it, and we, but we couldn't be happier. It's, it's really going to be great for us, for them. I think everybody's going to be happy, especially the team. They are going to be blown away to have this incredible new uh, arena as their own. Well, the Dollar Loan Center is going to be a new jewel in the Vegas uh, sports landscape, and, and we're all going to enjoy now, now that uh, the, the wheels have really gotten moving, we're going to enjoy watching it uh, continue to transform into the future home of the Henderson Silver Knights and of humor a future community center for the uh, town of Henderson. Thank you, Chuck, for joining us, and thank you for uh, the partnership that is really going to make the Dollar Loan Center a special place for, for hockey fans and for everyone in Henderson. Anytime. Can't wait to see you there. It's going to be a year. It's going to be come by in no time. So uh, I can't wait to get it open. In the meantime, the Henderson Silver Knights will keep winning and keep everyone busy, so the year will go by real quick. Chuck, thanks again. Uh, great to speak with you. Take care. That was Chuck Brand, the founder and CEO of Dollar Loan Center, joining us to talk about the Dollar Loan Center, which will be the future home of the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, be on the lookout because there will be a lot more great content on the Henderson Silver Knights social channels in the months to come as that arena really starts to take shape. And uh, we just get to get to get excited. Again, it's, it's like a kid on Christmas morning, only it's the 4th of July. There's going to be a little bit of waiting involved, but... During that waiting is going to be a lot of fun as this building really begins to take shape. So that was Chuck Brennan. We'll now step aside. When we come back, we're going to have Zach Hayes, rookie defenseman who signed his first NHL deal earlier this week. He'll take us through uh, that emotional ride. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is HSK Today. Back on HSK Today, Brian McCormick here with you. We spoke with the CEO of Dollar Loan Center, Chuck Brennan. Now we move to the hockey side of the equation. We bring on HSK rookie defenseman, Mr. Zach Hayes. Zach, thanks for taking the time and welcome to the show. First off, congratulations are in order. You signed your first NHL contract earlier this week, and uh, I imagine that's a day you've dreamed about your entire life. Uh, it's, it's a pretty exciting day. Uh, kind of sucks that I wasn't able to celebrate with my family uh, as they're back in Calgary, but uh, pretty exciting day. Now, I actually, I always wonder this, you know, for, for players who are drafted or, you know, it's there's a time of year when you expect these announcements to come. You started this year on an AHL deal. You're an undrafted defenseman, and you've turned that into an NHL deal already. So was that something that you were expecting? Like, was it at the start of the year an understanding, like, hey, if you play well in a couple of months, we can bump this up? Or was this uh, a bit of a surprise? Uh, 
Um, well, I didn't really go into the season expecting anything. I knew that uh, that's the goal is to earn an NHL contract, but uh, I just wanted to come in and and earn it. And uh, uh, yeah, I was able to earn the opportunity with uh, Vegas, so pretty excited about that. Well, you certainly have, and, and the numbers uh, reflected. You're a plus 18 that leads the American Hockey League this season. And if there's anything that anyone knew about you who glanced at your stats or watched any of your junior hockey in Prince Albert coming into this year, if they knew anything, they knew that you were a high plus-minus guy. Why have you always been so consistent in your own end? Um, I think just learning from uh, my coaches back in Prince Albert, uh, Dave Manson and, and Jeff Truitt, uh, they really – nailed it into us like we need to make sure to be good in our d zone um the quicker we get into the d zone or out of our d zone and into their o zone the better and then the more energy we have to score like uh in the offense zone to score so just trying to get out of our own end and kill plays um and then making sure that like a good good defense leads to good offense now, is that something that just comes naturally to you? Because one of the things I, I find so fascinating watching you play, Zach, is how easy it looks in your own end playing defensively. You're, you're always in the right place. So, like, how, how important is positioning to, to that equation? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, if you're in the right spots at the right times and um, being able to read uh, what's developing in front of you, um, it, it, it definitely makes it a lot easier um, to get out of your D zone and um, – obviously get into the offensive zone. Talking to Zach Hayes, who signed his first NHL contract with the Vegas Golden Knights earlier this week. Zach, speaking of plus minus, I, I thought it was really fun over the summer when I was, or, well, yeah, during the, the COVID break, I'll call it, when I was getting uh, familiar with your play. You know, you're not the only player on the Silver Knights who has a, a good history of strong plus minus numbers. So is your former Prince Albert uh, teammate, Braden Pahal. And in 1819, you two were almost in a in a plus minus race. As I, you finished plus 71, I think he was plus 76 or something. Was was that competitive? Because I think the two of you were pretty much D partners at that time. So you know, anything that helped you helped him too. Yeah, um, we definitely had a little bit of a competition going on with that. Um, just kind of ended that he got a little bit of uh, a little bit of a lead at the end of the season. But yeah, it was pretty like healthy competition. Um, but it's pretty exciting that we could do that together as D partners. Does he hold it over you? Uh, maybe the odd time. <laughs> it doesn't like to bug me too much about it. <laughs> I would, I would, fig I would figure anytime you guys have a fight, that's like the final note. You go back and forth for a few minutes. He says, "Yeah, well, I was plus seventy six, and then that's the end of it." <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't used that one yet, but if he's listening, maybe I'll be uh, prepared for it now. <laughs> Might as well not give him any ideas. Uh, we're yeah. talking to, to Zach Hayes. Zach, you're uh, when you're not at the rink, you know, a lot of guys like to golf. That's the the, the typical uh, hobby for hockey players. Not you. You look to you like to go out into the woods. You are an outdoorsman, a hunter, a fisher. That's that's your uh, off ice passion, is it not? Yeah, uh, I definitely do do like to golf, but not as much as some of the guys on the team. I prefer to be at. At a lake hunting, or at a lake fishing, or out in the woods hunting. Are you a better hunter than you are a golfer? Uh, I don't know. That's tough to say. I haven't really been able to, just due to COVID this last year, uh, I was lucky enough that I was able to get the opportunity to go hunting. Um, just because of the overlap with 
the hockey season and hunting season in Alberta is it's September to November or September to the end of November, which is right with the start of the hockey season. So yeah, there's some conflict there. Able to go, yeah, there's a lot of conflict. So I was pretty lucky that um, I could take the opportunity and get out, go hunting with my dad, go hunting with my grandpa. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm not a terrible golfer, but definitely not the best on the team. Well, I just know, like, uh, assistant coach Jamie Heward, I know, likes to golf a lot. So when he comes in after an off day and they say, how was yesterday? He says, oh, I had a few bad shots. I don't think twice about it. If you say you had a few bad shots, I need to know. What does that mean? Oh, if if you had a few bad shots in the forest, that means you're going hungry. <laughs> I, mean, so, I mean, something horrible might have happened. <laughs> yeah. Let the, let, the, let the fans, well, I'll even ask this. Do you think you're a better hunter or a better fisherman? Uh I don't know. Probably, probably a better fisherman right now. But my goal is to be a better hunter. What is uh, what is even your limited opportunity? You've you've uh, had some success in the woods. What what's on the trophy wall? Uh, I have a couple mule deer, uh, a couple white tails, uh, black bear, and that's all I've been able to get out so far. Um, was able to go moose hunting with my dad, but it was his tag. But other than that, that's pretty pretty small wall right now, but hopefully be able to grow it uh, when I'm done playing hockey. Now, not to stereotype, is there a difference between, you know, uh, your your Eastern Canadian guys who are more Metro Toronto, Montreal versus Western Canada guys like you, Alberta? Do, do you have more of a, an outdoors streak? Are there any players you've ever played with who, who would want to go on a hunting trip with you? Uh, well, like this year, uh, fish is, is a big... Uh, hunter and fisherman so we got along right away um and he's out from minnesota so there isn't a much it just kind of depends on how you grew up and um like what your family's hobbies were i think there's a lot of guys that do fish in the odd uh like the odd time but um there's not many hunters on the team yet that's yeah, that's yeah, where we yeah, yeah once <laughs> Once we do the video feature up in the tree stand, there's going to be hunters left and right. But <laughs> I have to say, I, I was actually surprised. You know, your nickname is Hazy. Everyone calls you Hazy. I think that's a huge missed opportunity because you're you're an outdoorsman. It's your favorite. You know, you, I think you you've said that your uh, you know your dream is to you'd like to meet like uh, there was a particular celebrity, something to do with Meat Eaters Club or something. Almost like a Bear Grylls character, I think. Uh, can you repeat that, please? Or are you cut out there? I apologize, Zach. The point is, I just you you love your your outdoors stuff. I just think a big guy like you walking around through the woods. I mean, you should have a better nickname than Hazy. Something like Sasquatch, Nature Boy, something better than that. <laughs> well, I have a couple of buddies that used to um, growing up. They'd always call me Moose. So, <laughs> but that <laughs> name didn't really stuck. Just just with a couple of my buddies back home. Well, from this day forth. It'll now stick. Congratulations, Moose. We're talking to defenseman Zach Hayes, who's having a tremendous start to the season. Zach, you guys have had, had tremendous success this season killing penalties, and uh, that included last night when you guys killed 7 of 8. Now, I know you're a little banged up. You've been out the last couple of games, but the, the point holds. Why are you guys having such great success on the PK? And that includes 5 on 3, where I think you guys have killed off 6 of 7. There has to be a common thread. Uh, I think we're just all committed to blocking shots and making it hard on the other team to get into our zone. Um, just trying to make it as difficult as you can and trying to outwork 
you have four guys out working the five power play guys, um, you have a better chance of showing it off. So I think that we're doing a good job of outworking the other team when they're on the power play and uh, causing a lot of disturbance um, getting into our zone and then getting our spears down as well. Talking to Zach Hayes. Zach, how helpful has it been working with Manny Viveros, who played D for a long time and has coached for a long time, Jamie Heward, who played defense in the NHL as well? Uh, what, what, what have they imparted onto your game in these first two months? Um, just being consistent, making sure um, you're playing. You're not always going to have your best games, but making sure you play consistent and um, playing within your game. Uh, trying not to do too much, but also um, doing what's best for the team as well. And you can. Uh, I've been. I've done a good job uh, of listening to what they're going. Uh, what they tell me. And then I think as a key core, we're doing a really good job at picking their brain um, and learning from them as well. Logan Thompson was named goaltender of the month for the second straight month. Just just how good has he been? Yeah, and when you have a goalie like that uh, back in between the pipes, it builds a lot of confidence um, from the net up. Uh, when you know that he's going to make big, big timely saves and big saves if you make mistakes, um, you can definitely play a lot looser. Zach, I ask you some fun, silly, pointless questions, as I like to do, and then we're going to let you go. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. You are a brand-new crayon. Brand-new, never-before-seen. What color is Zach Hayes? Green. Why? Because um, it reminds me of the outdoors. <laughs> good answer. Zach Hayes... <laughs> Practice has been canceled due to snow, which is already a point of panic because that means it snows enough in the Las Vegas Valley to cancel practice. But nonetheless, what is Zach Hayes doing with that time off that day? Uh, I wish I could be hunting, but if it's during the season, I'm probably playing video games. Any particular game? Anything you're good at? Uh, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I, I'll play me and... LT are pretty good. Uh, I play in Warzone or Call of Duty. And then uh, a couple of the other guys, uh, we like to play Fortnite as well. So we got a, kind of a split split group with uh, Call of Duty and Fortnite. All right, Logan Thompson said he's good at video games. He never brought you up, so you might have to. Uh, he, he, yeah, he's not promoting your brand very well. Yeah, Does, no, I thought this was, we were in a deal together. Package deal. <laughs> well, you're holding up your end. Uh, Zach yep. <laughs> Hayes, do you tape your stick from heel to toe or toe to heel? Heel to toe. Do you roll your eyes at anyone who goes toe to heel? Some uh, people care. It's a real, it's a real uh, Jets Sharks kind of debate. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to when other guys tape their sticks. So, kind of just whatever works for them. I feel like I've given you so much stuff now that just gonna you're gonna just be obsessed with yeah, over the next few days. Things you've never thought um, of before. Just I know I'm definitely gonna be looking to see who does that, and that's probably gonna bother me now. All the guys gonna be like, "Why is Moose <laughs> acting so weird around the dressing room now?" See, it's already taking hold. <laughs> Last question, Zach. We'll let you go. Uh, it is April Fool's Day. What is the best locker room prank that you've ever pulled, or that's ever been pulled on you? Either one works for me. Oh. Uh, I can't remember who did it, but back in junior 
guys would put uh, like a water cup underneath their helmet. So when they pull their helmets out, there's a cup of water that goes everywhere. Kind of like a, a meaningless prank, but I don't know. It's a pretty good one. Uh, I can't really think of any any other ones at the moment. Well, the immature ones are always the best. Now, we already talked about Jermaine Lowen had a, pretty much a windshield hanging from his helmet today. So good to see you guys had some fun. And, uh, Zach, we'll, we'll let you go. But congratulations on your new contract and your great start to the season. We look forward to watching a lot more of you this year. Sounds good. Thank you very much. That was Silver Knights rookie defenseman Zach Hayes, now under NHL contract and leading the league with a plus 18 rating. We'll step aside. When we come back, we'll touch on a couple more pranks that Silver Knights like to play. We learned about earlier today. We'll share it with you straight ahead on HSK Today. Silver Knights fans, prepare for battle every game day. Follow the Silver Knights on social media. You can get daily updates and get to know the American Hockey League's newest team. Follow the Silver Knights on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and log on to hendersonsilvernights.com for all the latest on Henderson's team. Brian McCormick back with you on HSK Today. It is April Fool's Day. Happy April Fool's Day to you, Damon. Now, I don't often celebrate. I'm just not clever enough to come up with anything good. But hockey players are pranksters. Most athletes are. Hockey players really are. They're uh, creative. Sometimes you'll uh, open your hotel door and there's a garbage pail full of water leaning up against it, not unlike the prank that uh, Zach Hayes just told us about. Lots of uh, different options for the uh, the clever and mischievous hockey player. We have several on the Silver Knights, and earlier today they taught us that some of them are fun and harmless, some of them have consequences, as our Silver Knights players are playing pranks. Mason Primo, favorite hockey prank? Leaving the cap loose on the Gatorade bottle. Guys go to take a drink. We got quite a few guys in junior. It's pretty harmless, but it's pretty funny at the same time because the entire bottle spills all over the guy. Daniel Regan. Uh, something little, but putting a roll of tape in Paul Cotter's glove before every skate of the entire season. He still doesn't know it's me. You think he's catching on? No, he never will. I don't think, ever. Reed Duke. Uh, my favorite April Fool's prank is uh, probably throwing some... Uh, <clears throat> Clear tape on the bottom of uh, skate blades. I think I got, I think I got LT earlier in the season, uh, once or twice with that one. Um, I also like uh, throwing on the name bar on the front of the helmet. I like getting Paul Cotter with that one too. It usually works. So those are my fave jokes. Paul Cotter. Uh, there's one in Western Michigan. Um, <laughs> we went to, I believe it was Denver. Um, as soon as we got there, we took uh, a guy's helmet out of his bag. Um, and our coach, Andy Murray, wasn't really the best with things like that. So as soon as he found out there's a helmet missing, uh, <laughs> kid was scratched, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a little too far, but I think that was <laughs> one of the crazy ones. playing pranks and it seems like first of all Paul Cotter is on the receiving end of a lot of them and it also seems as though Paul Cotter is uh, well he's the great example of uh, sometimes laughter turns to tears at Western Michigan but uh, for the Silver Knights again they had some fun today Jermaine Lowen had a, the, the extended shield on his helmet and he went and played uh, through practice that way a couple of players uh, I think Paul Cotter earlier this season had a strip of tape put on the front of his helmet with his name written on it like, uh, like he was in uh, mini mites, so lots of lots of fun, and 
Uh, we also had one player tell us that he once saran wrapped the toilet at home, uh, the, the 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 top of the toilet, and uh, it, no one found out about it until his mother did, and he was grounded for that. And apparently, wasn't as long ago as you would think for a prank of that nature. But uh, a good-natured group, and I'll tell you what: when you're winning every day, there's lots of reasons to laugh, lots of reasons to smile, and the Henderson Silver Knights enjoying themselves as the calendar turns to April. Again, to recap, the Henderson Silver Knights have won six of their last seven. Logan Thompson is the goaltender of the month for the second consecutive month, the first goaltender since November and December of 2017 to win in back-to-back months. Michael Hutchinson, the last to do it. Cody Glass at the win uh, with the goal and the assist last night for the Silver Knights in the win. He had a standout debut, and the Silver Knights look to keep going as they continue this six-game road trip, two more games in Tucson, and then Three in California next week against the San Jose Barracuda. Two of them, and then Bakersfield Condors to wrap up the trip. And speaking of wrapping things up, that's going to just about wrap things up for us here on HSK Today as we're going to be back on the air Friday night, tomorrow night for 7 o'clock. Puck drop between the Silver Knights and the Tucson Roadrunners. We'll have pregame coverage at 6.30 right here on 12.30 of the game. I will steer the ship through pregame and game time as the Henderson Silver Knights Look for their third straight win. That'll do it for us on HSK Today. Thanks to Damon Cotton on the other side of the glass. I'm Brian McCormick. We'll see you this weekend on 1230 The Game.